welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show, and I am so excited to have on the episode with us today, Kiersey Basine. And Kiersey helps people learn the do's and don'ts of how to optimize their health to get real energy, increase their resiliency, and have a bit more pep in their step. And how many of us could not use that? Absolutely. I know this week I'm dragging a little. I just got back from a vacation, and I could definitely use some of this pep in my step. And I love how you say without the caffeine, though, because... Sometimes that makes things worse. But um, Kiersey, I just have to say again, thank you for being here today. If you didn't mind, do you want to just share more about yourself with us, kind of introduce yourself and tell us uh, what it is that you do? Sure, absolutely. So thanks again for having me. I'm really happy to be here and you know, to talk about my story. And I hope it resonates with uh, many of your listeners because I used to be in a place where I didn't have any pep in my step. I, and this was going back to when I was in the corporate world, I was working for a multinational company and I had three roles at the same time. So two of those roles were international. And for one, I was traveling every week. And for the other one, I was traveling every two to three months. And at the time I thought, well, this is just what I have to do. I got to do this to move up in my career. And I didn't think much of it. I mean, I felt a little frazzled. In fact, I had this picture of a cat that looked frazzled, like it put its like finger or paw into a socket. And <laughs> it was really as a, like basically as a warning sign to other people, like don't talk to me, don't put anything more on my plate because I have so much to do. Uh, but fast forward a few years later, um, I'm in the middle of the, con- in, I'm in the middle of a conversation. And the next thing I know, I'm on the floor. I collapsed. And that was my wake up call. It freaked me out. I thought to myself, well, you know, I could have died. I could have been in a car driving when this happened. I could have been going down a flight of steps. I, you know, and I probably wouldn't be here if that had been the case. Luckily I was at home when it happened, but it came from out of left field. At least that's how it felt at the time. Um, But anyways, I mean, I, I talked to a doctor, nothing really seemed to be wrong with me. Um, and I thought, you know, I have to find some answers. This just isn't normal. And that then uh, propelled me into a totally different direction. I went into health and wellness. I became a certified health coach. And I started studying things on my own um, just so that I could get some answers. And here I am now, um, one book later, <laughs> and, uh, you know, having worked with so many people in, in many different capacities, um, just trying to help them get more pep in the step. Oh, so did they ever find out um, kind of what, you know, caused the collapse? Was it just stress? Did they find something kind of underlying that? No, not really. Um, I mean, it's really, I think what it was was stress-based or stress really was a big trigger 
um, for it. And I think really it just started to accumulate. It just sort of just, I, I just came to like a point where my body just said enough, you know, this is, this is not working. You've got to do something. It was my body's way of saying, you have to change. You know, we're not going to put up with this or I'm not going to put up with this anymore. (laughs) I've heard so many stories and I still hear and see so many stories of, you know, our society has really built us around like this hustle culture, you know, especially in the corporate world and things like that. And this climbing the ladder and, you know, this work hard, play hard kind of thing. And, um, you know, more and more I hear of people kind of just like hitting these walls, either having some kind of a health crisis, some kind of a something, I don't want to say catastrophic, it's not always like hugely catastrophic, but something really that kind of shifts their life that kind of makes them reevaluate everything like this, like, this isn't how it's supposed to be, you know, it's almost kind of like a wake up of like, God, this isn't how it's supposed to be. How can I find a different way? You know, how can I find a different way to um, take care of me is really what it comes down to. Um, You know, I watch my husband and his job right now and I'm watching him do this same thing. Sometimes he'll come home and he'll be like, I didn't eat all day. And I'm like, you need to make sure, you know, you're doing these things. Well, I didn't have time. You can make time. So just, you know, I, you know, I see what society has done to us and then trying to untangle that later on for ourselves. Have you seen a lot of that as well? Like um, just a lot of that hustle culture that keeps people moving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have to admit, it's taken me a while to kind of shake that off. And I still find myself getting into it sometimes where I have to just become more aware and just, you know, stop myself from being in that do, do, do mode. And I think some people are just, I think this is just my theory, but more naturally inclined to be like that. I feel like I had that ever since I was a kid anyway. So I don't know if I grew up with it or where I got it, but, or, you know, family, or was it like this, my society or society in general? Um, But yeah, I can see how it's kind of shaped me and it's, it's, you know, I, I understand it takes a while to shake it off and just kind of get yourself into like a calmer state and not be rushed and feeling rushed all the time. Cause that's actually something I hate. I hate feeling rushed. And my husband knows that <laughs> I always warn him, don't try to rush me. <laughs> I love that. You say it with a smile on your face, don't try to rush me. <laughs> So, but, and I love that because then you set those boundaries too. Like, you know what it is that you need that's going to help you. And then you're able to set those boundaries for it. So, um, you know, I would love to know where do you kind of, when you start working with people, where do you kind of have them start with like this taking charge of their health? Like, where's the first place that you think that we need to start looking at? Well, I just have to say, I think for everyone, it's going to be a little bit different. And how they want to tackle it is going to be a bit different. So I don't believe in formulas. I know a lot of people love formulas. And I'm sorry to say, I don't have a formula like that. That's going to work for everybody because we're all different. You know, we all look different. We all act different. We're all very different. And that's the beauty of us. Like we're all different. Uh, But we can talk about sort of like these general issues that are taking place everyone kind of reacts and maneuvers around them differently. Um, But 
know, maybe you've talked about it before, but like our exposure to digital, digital devices and our addiction to them, uh, what that can do to us. I mean, just this morning, I had to like pop my head out. I was doing a lot of research online and I realized, oh, I got to get away from this. Like this, you know, I have my, I know my threshold and I've, I've reached it. And I'm like, I need to take a break. This, I can just feel it physically. I just don't feel good <laughs> after being in front of the computer for a little while. And I have to take that break and step away. Or, you know, it could be a cell phone, a tablet, whatever it may be, but, you know, something that, that can, that, you know, you have access to notifications, emails, whatnot, because all those do increase stress. Once we have an email pop up or we get that buzz from our phone, a little pop or bling or whatever it is, that noise, it does raise our our stress levels by default for most people. Our, Our cortisol goes up. So to have that happening over and over again throughout the day, you can just imagine how frazzled we feel just from that alone. In addition to all the little things, other little things that make us feel stressed without us realizing that, like caffeine for one. Uh, what else? That's I know a lot of people are addicted to caffeine, whether that's tea or coffee or an energy drink, or maybe it's just Coke or Diet Coke or something. But that, that definitely does a number on us as well. Um, so, you know, I know knowing all these things, I know people have a different relationship <laughs> with their digital devices and with caffeine, for example, and sleep, right? Some people actually do come across some people who are very good with their sleep, but I would say a lot of people don't necessarily have a great relationship with sleep either. So that's a big thing. That was actually one of the biggest things I had to tackle personally, because I just wasn't sleeping well. And it, most of it was because I was so stressed about my work. I would wake up in the middle of the night and toss and turn, wake up finally when the alarm went off, but I felt groggy because I wasn't really sleeping. I was half asleep and then half half dead (laughs) at work, um, which really wasn't fun at all. I had a lot of brain fog and I know a lot of people also complain about that, having brain fog and, you know, that could go like fluctuate day by day. One day it feels better then the next day it kind of pops up again and, and, um, you know, that's also a sign that definitely something is off. You need to be doing something towards it. And stress obviously is not going to help. Not at all. I like that you say if you're experiencing that brain fog, that's kind of like a warning bell, like a little bit of a red flag. Um, I like how we kind of group these into like categories, your device exposure and how you said everybody's going to be at kind of a different level. Um, yeah, I feel much the same way. Like I know when I've had too much of the devices and too much in front of the computer and I'm like, okay, I got to take a break, whether I'm done or not. My body's saying I'm done. It's time to take a break. Um, you know, you brought up sleep, you brought up, um, I wrote down increased cortisol from the ding of the phone. I never even would have thought about that, that just hearing the phone buzz or ding automatically just changes those chemicals because I know for me it almost like raises a little bit of stress because I'm like oh somebody needs me somebody like somebody needs something somebody needs exactly. something and I'm just like right. oh. so, and I've never made that connection until you said that and that made a little light bulb go off going oh my god that's so true because and I can see where that plays out for me when it 
you know, when I'm drawn there and I'm just like, oh gosh, somebody needs something, you know, and it's like you jump into that action mode. <laughs> Um, I also wrote down nutrition. I'm sure that nutrition is probably a really uh, big thing too. I know even when I can feel um, kind of on point with the rest of everything else, if my nutrition is in the trash can, I, I don't feel good either. I don't have that energy. So it's all these different components. And so, um, you know, how do you work with people? Do you have one-to-one -one clients that you see or do you have any group programs that you have for anybody well, um, at this point in time, I don't work with people privately anymore. So I used to do that in the past. Um, I do do groups or workshops. Uh, most of those workshops have been private. So I have uh, corporations. Just, just yesterday, I gave a webinar, for example, to a, to a company. Um, so I work a lot with different companies, mostly with them. And then the book is really just for everybody's consumption if they're interested knowing a little bit more about what they can do. In that book, I just offer different types of strategies, techniques. And all I say is just run with one of them or a few of them, how many, however many you want to take on. Um, although I say not too much <laughs> at a time, don't overwhelm yourself. Um, but again, it's really about catering it to your own situation because everyone's situation is different. And like I said before, I don't believe in, in those types of formulas. That's just how I am because we're just so different. And that's what I learned when I was working with so many different people. Um, everyone has a different background. Everyone like leads their day very differently based on you know, their family dynamic or you know, their job you know, and everything in between. So all I could pick out were some commonalities uh, that I find from people. Like this could be a major issue for you. And then if it is, this is what you can do about it. Mm. So let's talk a little bit more about the book then. So what's, what's the title of it? It is called Recharge, Find Joy, Boost Your Energy, and Take Charge of Your Health. I love it. And can we find it on um, Amazon and? And Barnes and Noble online. Okay, awesome. So I would love to hear... Um, I was, I just pulled it up and I was reading a little bit more about it. And so it talks about just recharging body, mind, and soul. So all the aspects of it. Um, why do you think that it's so important that we look at each of those aspects? I know sometimes we can be really focused on like one of those aspects on our, like me, you know, the health of the body or mind health or spiritual or soul health. Um, so what, you know, why do you think that it's important that we merge these all together, especially like uh, to help prevent burnout? That's a great question. And that's the first time I've been asked that. I, I think personally, the way I would describe it is that all three of those components are us. And that's what I deeply believe. We all have a soul, we all have a mind, and we all have a body. And we can't really be whole. I mean, we couldn't live without our soul. We couldn't live without our body. We couldn't live without our mind. So they're all part of us. And it's important to look at our whole selves and not just think of it in silos because they're interconnected. Ooh, that is an excellent point. I love how you said you can't live without you know, one of them, you have to have all three pieces there. Um, and you have to learn how to recharge each of those. So I love that, you know, I love that word recharging or rejuvenating, and that can look different for each of those different pieces. Um, 
what are some of the different like um you know i thought you, you've had said that there's different strategies you offer in the book right right do you want to share would you want to share maybe one or two of them briefly with us that you give yeah absolutely one of my absolute favorites is talking about gratitude and i think i know people have talked about it and i'm sure everyone now has heard about it and learned about it and, and that's great there's gratitude journals everything all I want to say is keep doing it. If you are, make it a habit, 100%. It is so important on all three levels for us, whether that's on a spiritual, mental, or even physical level. Because once, I mean, what we know from research and science, for example, is when we do think grateful thoughts, it does affect our brain function. In fact, just yesterday on the webinar, I was showing brain images of of a person who was thinking grateful thoughts and then another image of that same person when they were thinking like stressful thoughts. And they were two completely different images and the brain was functioning very differently in both. So when the person was thinking grateful thoughts, their function was great, their brain function was absolutely wonderful. All areas were like going off on all cylinders. And then when you looked at the, the stressed brain or the one that was thinking all these worrisome, angry thoughts, there were two areas that were compromised. So one was the cerebellum where uh, that's responsible for motor, motor coordination. And imagine if you're not thinking grateful thoughts, you could be more clumsy. You could be more prone to injury. And the other area was the temporal lobe. And that is also associated with language comprehension and um, emotional association. So when that's compromised, you don't really know how to solve problems anymore. That's how you people can get stuck in that, that uh, you know, downward spiral. They're just thinking about obsessively about one bad thought and they just keep going down, 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 right? So it's, we know <laughs> that's what's happening in the brain for sure right now. Uh, so there definitely are huge benefits to thinking grateful thoughts. We know that. And there's definitely many different ways of going about it. I, I applaud you if you're already doing it and you're doing like a gratitude journal every day. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, for those of you like me who don't like to write, <laughs> I know that sounds strange. I did write a book, but that's a completely different story of how I did that and why. But um, in any case, when you do some type of exercise around gratitude, even just thinking the thoughts, it does have the same benefit. It has a benefit. It's amazing. And I think, and it definitely, no, it's not just brain function that benefits, but like I said, spiritually we benefit and then physically. I mean, because our brain is connected to our physical body. And if it's not thinking stressful thoughts, your brain, your, your body is functioning or you're letting your body function without any kind of uh, hindrances. I love that. It reminds me of, um, can't remember the name of it, but how you can like change the actual structure of your water just by, you know, speaking, giving affirmations, that whole study about the, um, you know, how one glass of water, they gave affirmations and one, they said all the negative things to, and it actually changed the cellular structure of the water. So, um, it does the same for us. Like you're saying, it's the same with us. I um, also wrote down how um, you were talking about, was it the hippocampus? You said that's also affected, that's making the decisions. Oh, it's the temporal lobe that's associated with 
Yeah, with um, language comprehension and emotional association. Okay. Well, when you were saying like, um, like the solutions, I was thinking sometimes when you get so stressed, it's almost like you can't see a solution or you can't find a solution. So that makes a lot of sense that if it's affecting that area of the brain, it's just like, that's why you can't see it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's something I still want to add about that, that I had a client I worked with who had a very difficult relationship with a person who was very close to her in her life. Um, this person was causing her a lot of conflict or she felt like she was very stressed with, you know, just dealing with this person. And I suggested then, well, why don't you write a gratitude letter to this person? And cause she wanted to save the relationship, see what she could do to start healing that relationship. And it was a game changer for her. She wrote this letter. She actually ended up reading it aloud to this person and they both had tears flowing down their face. And it was just really like a, you know, that moment of like a flower just blooming. It was just things started to come together for them, which was really wonderful to hear. Um, and that's what I would encourage you if you haven't already tried to do that is write a gratitude letter to someone who you find difficult. If you feel that's something you'd like to do, it could be for it to someone that you do really, truly find um to be like a, a good person that you, you want to reach out to. Um, but try doing it for a difficult person that you find difficult in your life right now and see how that can help your brain function. <laughs> I absolutely love that. So if you are listening and you had a pop person that popped into your mind, try writing your gratitude letter. That's awesome. I had a friend over the weekend who shared with me also, but something that her and her husband started doing where every day at the end of the day, they would write down like um, just something that they were grateful for, for each other, you know, for the other person. And so she said it has been like a game changer for their relationship. She said just one little gratitude thing, whether it's like, you know, thank you for going to work today or thank you for picking up something on the way home or whatever it is. She said it has been a game changer. So, um, it's the power of gratitude. I would still add to that, that there's so many things to be grateful for. And there's so many things that we take for granted. I mean, just the fact that we have many of us can get clean water from the tap or relatively clean water. I mean, I use a water purifier myself, but I mean, it's not like it's coming from a dirty pond, you know what I mean? Or not like that we have to actually go out and get it, or we're not living in an area where there is even a lot of water where we wouldn't have good access to water, clean water um, in any form. I mean, that already is something to be so grateful for because not everybody has that. Yeah. Or having running water in your home. That's what I think too. The, the ability to have showers in our home and not, you know, and toilets and things like that. It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Or even just the fact that if you're listening to this podcast, you can hear most likely, right? So that already is a huge thing to be grateful for. Imagine a life without that. There are people who don't hear, and obviously they have their own challenges because of that. But you know, if if you do have that, if you still have your sense of hearing, I mean that that's an amazing thing to have. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I love that we're talking about this because. 
I feel much like you. I'm not always, sometimes I'll write, I'll be in the mood for a lot of writing. And then there's times where I'm just like, writing's not my jam, but I always make sure a lot of mine's just throughout the day, just to stop and pause a minute and just to like, say, thank you for just sometimes just, you know, life around me. I felt like I did that a lot over the weekend. We were um, on a trip and it was just pausing just to say thank you for this breeze or this beautiful scenery or just this moment. So it's something that we can do all throughout our day. Like you said, just stop and pause and just say thank you and just really feel into it. But I would love to know what's some of your favorite things personally to do for self-care? <laughs> That's a great question. So it, it goes back to the gratitude. I I feel like my it's almost like my, my sense of gratitude has deepened over time because of practicing it. And I feel, I can't explain how I feel. I just feel like it's a lot deeper than what it ever was before. Like more, I'd even say like on a spiritual level. So I think that has really helped me, especially now in the past year because of the pandemic and things changing so much. And it was certainly, I, I can, understand if it was as stressful for other people as it was for me. I, I respect that. Um, so that was something that has really helped me because it also helps me understand that there's so much more to life than what we often realize or even want to focus on. There's so much more. Um, so I, I definitely would encourage people to do that. another thing for me is sleep. I love sleep. <laughs> I don't compromise on sleep. So <laughs> not if I can help it. So I, I can tell the difference. If I don't sleep well, I'm not such, I'm not feeling too great the next day. And it's just something I know I have to do and be uh, cognizant of. Make, make sure that I'm getting quality sleep, make sure that I'm going to bed at the same time, getting up relatively at the same time as well um, and not go off schedule. And sometimes that can happen. I know. And that's life. That's fine. You know, but just as soon as you can just try to get back on track and just try to sleep like you would normally or whatever you works for you, the amount of hours and, and all that. Um, and make sure it's quality sleep because I know some people tell me they have pets or kids or something that may wake them up. And then again, you know, it's about finding a strategy, a solution that's going to help you for your particular situation. So you can minimize those distractions or those disturbances. So you can at least try to get as good quality sleep as you can and not get interrupted sleep. Uh, so that's a big one for me. Uh, another thing is just, you know, doing things every day that I enjoy and not think of it as I um, have to rush through a to-do list. And this is just one tick in the box, like a robot. Like I really really actually enjoy the fact that now during the pandemic, things have slowed down even more. I mean, I've used to think I, I had a pretty slowed down life, but not like now, <laughs> which is really wonderful. I actually really like it um, to have just kind of go more into a flow than I was before. And that has been very refreshing just being able to do things and not have to always think about, oh, I only have maybe 15 minutes to do this or an hour or whatever it may be. I can just have, I can just go through this very easy flow and not worry about time as much and how long it's going to take me. I can attest to that. 
<laughs> we were so busy, you know, before the pandemic, just with work, school, sports practices for kids, you know, just doing life. And that has been one of the biggest, again, things that I have enjoyed about the pandemic as well. It's just that slowdown and that ability to just breathe and like, be and actually enjoy life and not always be rushing somewhere or rushing to do something or rushing to hit some check mark, you know, to check some box. It's been one of the biggest lessons here as well. Um, I, I love that you say doing things every day that I enjoy. Um, that's so big because so often we go on this autopilot and then do we stop to ask ourselves, why am I doing these things that I'm doing every day? Do I even enjoy doing this? Is this just become like a robot habit? Like you said, just moving through the motions like a robot. So I, I really like that kind of question of stopping. And is this something that I enjoy? Am I doing this for me? And having that time set aside to do something for you, whether it's as simple as sitting in the morning, having a cup of tea or whatever it is, reading a few chapters of a book or a few pages whatever it is, I really. And here's another thing that I want to add, and it kind of brings the gratitude and enjoying things together, where I know there are things that people don't like to do. I know I don't like to do some things, but like, for example, writing for me is not something I enjoy particularly, but if I do write, then I make sure I try to enjoy it because not everyone can write and that's, you know, something to be grateful for. And it's an expression of you. I mean, it's something that you, you, like when I think of writing, it's something that's a very creative process. And it's also something very unique that you have created. No one else can create that. And that's a beautiful thing for everybody. No matter if it's a very simple sentence, like I saw a cat or, you know, something like, you know, Charles Dickens, <laughs> whatever it may be and everything in between. So I think that that would offer a lot more to people if they could try to think of a way to enjoy what they don't like, find the gratitude in that. I like that. I like that you bring that up because I don't always like to write either, but putting yourself, yeah, finding the gratitude in that so you can be in that state of gratitude. I like that. So I would love to know, Kiersey, if somebody wants to um, come and find you and follow you on social media, or they want to visit your website, where are they able to find you at? Okay. So you can find me at rechargethebook.com. And on social media, I'm not very active, actually. The best place would probably be LinkedIn. You can just find me under my name, Kiersey Bassine, and that's K-I-R-S-I. It's my first name, Kiersey, and Bassine, B as in boy, H-A-S-I-N. Awesome. And uh, everything is linked down in show notes, so you'll be able to scroll down and connect directly with Kiersey. Um, I just have to say, this has been incredible. I really enjoyed listening to you and having you share just some of your practices with us and some of the things that you're teaching other people. And as we kind of close out, did you have any maybe final tips or any final words for us? Yeah, I, I would just say, enjoy life. You know, it's for us, it's, life is here for us to enjoy. 
and just make every moment count as much as you can. And that I know is sort of a practice in and of itself <laughs> to get there and to feel that way. Um, but really, ultimately, that's what I think life is all about. Don't go through it like I did when I was in the corporate world. I was just trying to like, I was just trying to come up for air. I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing back then. Um, but now I just really want to make sure that I can build a life and have a life that I enjoy and I can look back on and, and, and be happy about. Mm. I love that. And see, it was all part of your journey to learn that and now to teach that to others. So I love it. So I have to say, Kirsty, thank you so much for being here today, for giving your time, for sharing with us. It has been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here and thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin and let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.